0: It's the lowdown for Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for Amazing Deals Days until Friday. Only 0.9.9% financing or 0.99% financing, as some say, plus a $10,000 cash discount on remaining in-stock Denali half-tons. Visit wolfgmcbuick.com. Low tide, what kind of towels does Tommy Guns shave? I'd pay them to shave a hot towel, ha-ha, from Hacksaw. In all seriousness, if you have not gone to Tommy Guns, and had a, like their their shave, the hot towel shave. Do it is, it is. It will make your day. I'm not even kidding you. It will make your day. You will walk around feeling like a million bucks. Not even lying. It's like all of a sudden, bag milk moved next door. That's how high you will be on life. Speaking of, bag milk joins us now from Waters Nation. How are you, sir?
1: Doing very well Very, very well That was a very passionate ad read So I'm excited to be following that I'm excited about it
0: (laughs) Okay, Dylan Holloway on the second line, sir How excited about that are you?
1: I think that is an interesting choice Uh, I mean, I think that Dylan Holloway Has got more offense Than what we've seen from him so far And the opportunities maybe haven't been As plentiful as maybe we expected At this point, but I think he's got all kinds of wheels, and he's got all kinds of tools in, the, in his toolkit, and he's got more offense than we expected. So I could I can appreciate him getting a look up in the top six. It seemed like the second line, as it was created last game, was you know the boots were a little bit slower there than we'd like to see, but Kane, Drysaddle, Holloway's got some speed now on the outside. It's going to be interesting to see how that works out and whether or not they can they can create some chemistry because um, you know Dylan Holloway obviously picked up a big goal against the Red Wings on Tuesday. Hopefully, that's the start of something more, and hopefully, alongside Leon Drysleidl, he's getting the opportunities and the looks that he needs to convert a little bit more often.
0: I just think this is a chance, like you know, for him to to because there's an opportunity there, and it doesn't come along all the time, and you only get so many. And he should grab it and ride that nag till it drops. And and his goal the other night to me that kind of showed that if he can show that kind of determination, he doesn't have to score. All he has to do is score like three times every ten games, and he'll stay there forever.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think if he gets that kind of production, I think Willard's fans would will be pretty excited about it too. Dylan Hall is a guy, obviously first round pick that we've been following, and I, and I think that there's more there to offer. Is it going to take some some time elevated in the lineup to get there? We'll see. And you know the Blues are a good team. They had a rough outing in Toronto the other night. I know that, so they're probably be looking uh, you know with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder when they hit the ice tonight. And we'll see how he handles the extra responsibilities and probably the
0: extra minutes. So for you, um, I came away from the last game. People were upset about Perry and his boots. I'm getting more concerned about the PK because it was so good for a long time. Yes. And now the last three games or so, I think they've given up like five goals. I don't know how to stop it. All I know is I I can yell at it really well. That's it. Um, And people always say, the smart guys say to me and girls say to me, it doesn't matter the personnel. It's all structure, coverage, and aggression. And so what can this team do with the same personnel with With this group to improve the penalty kill When it was so good And has really lapsed into a ball of confusion It's puzzling
1: how bad the PK has been since they came back from the All-Star break. It's like everybody needed a break. Everybody wanted to let the body heal, and then the PK just fell apart. They've given up five power play goals against in their last seven opportunities on the PK, and that is just a recipe for disaster. So how do they fix it? I don't know. Like, how, what broke between the time that they played Nashville and the time they came back against Vegas? I don't understand it. It's really remarkable to me how it's flipped, and it's also, you combine that with the lack of power play success on the road, and You've got just the makings of a special teams disaster right now. So, if the if the if the personnel on the ice are going to be the same, I think they just need to get back to watching video of what was making them successful. I, I think that I don't think they forgot how to kill penalties, but clearly something in the execution is going wrong right now, and they have to get back to the drawing board. I don't think it's a personnel change that's needed, but maybe just a reminder of what they were doing more effectively in the months leading up to this current little this current uh, this current drought.
0: Beg I know you interact a lot with Oiler fans, but I don't know how many times it's happened to you. I will tell you that every 15 minutes or less while we're doing this show and then DMs and comments on my blog uh, basically surrounding why is Connor Brown still playing are rife among Oilers fans. And I feel bad because I want him to score and I want him to have success. But, you know, you've got Derek Ryan – uh, you've got N T S Yanmark. You've got a lot of guys who aren't, you know, scoring, but do a little bit. And then you've got Connor Brown, who I don't know if he's ever going to. I think he's farther from scoring a goal now than he was twenty games ago. What do you do with Connor Brown?
1: It's fascinating because I think it was on this show that I dubbed him fancy Leonard Petrol for his ability to kill penalties. But then you look at the stats for Leonard Petrol. He had eight goals with the Oilers. And all of a sudden you look at that and you go, man, what an offensive juggernaut he used to be. And I I don't know the answer because I feel like Connor Brown is skating miles. And I feel like his boots are always moving and his wheels are going and the engine is there. But just nothing's going his way. And then you see against the Red Wings on Tuesday, they pulled Matias mark out. And I'm not saying he is an offensive juggernaut himself, but at least he's got one goal. We were playing a game at uh, dotcom on Nation Radio. That's a podcast I do with Tyler Remchak. And we were just playing the game of, like, who's going to score first, CeCe Brown or Corey Perry? And we got the answer. It was Cody CeCe. And I don't think that anybody necessarily expected that. So I wonder how long it's going to take for Brown to get his spot up in, up in the press box. It's been a minute. He did have some healthy scratches after he got banged up earlier in the year, but it's a fair question. I I, I know, I mean, I'm looking at the lineup tonight, and it implies Sam Gagne is not playing, but they need guys who can score right now. The Oilers haven't been scoring a ton of goals. I know they scored eight against Detroit and five against Anaheim, but for the most part, they haven't been scoring a whole lot. So I don't know that you want to take goals out of the lineup, but to answer what do we do with Connor Brown? I don't know. Well, I don't know, because the bonus is paid, the money is out the door, and now we just try to collect as much as we can, but it wouldn't be surprising if he gets a, if he gets a seat up in the press box here at some point soon, unless he gets something going.
0: Well, the top penalty killer forwards in terms of goals against Per 60 are Fogel, McLeod, Brown, Yanmark, Ryan, and then choose your poison, it's Leon, but Leon doesn't play a lot, Nuge would be the next one. So I, I like, I... For me, I think you you might have to ask somebody uh, to kill penalties if you bring Brown out, Brown out of the rotation to put Gagne in. But I, I like McLeod can can you know do it. Maybe I I don't know what you do with Connor Brown because if they put him on waivers, he'll get picked up. I think that's yep. the problem, and they don't have a twenty three man roster. And yep. I think it's like, I feel bad for Connor Brown because every game he plays, he tries really hard. We can see that. He's frustrated. The fans are getting angrier and angrier. And this is just reaching a boiling point. And because of the nature of the roster, sending him down is also not an option. So it's a catch, whatever, 22, 54, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, there's. I, I just. I, I agree with you. I think somebody snaps him up on waivers because he is a league min this year, and the other's going to be paying that bonus out. So I think that somebody would snap him up. So you don't want to do that. But I think that at some point, having him watch from upstairs, I don't think that's going to be detrimental either. Maybe he sees something from up there that he doesn't see on the ice. I don't know. I'm just trying to spitball ideas here because. There's a combination on this lock and uh, No matter what we try, it doesn't seem like anybody's been able to figure out what opens this baby up. And we've got a need for some scoring in the bottom six. Having the guy with no goals come out seems logical. As for your point about the PK, I think Ryan McLeod could do it. You know, I think that he's got all the tools to be an effective penalty killer. I think he could do it. It would take some time and it would take some the bats and probably take some mistakes mixed in there too. But I think that might be the answer. I think he might have nailed it.
0: Well, I, I, it's it's at a point now where I I think we are you know we're getting close to the deadline. Something will happen at the deadline to make this this really. Uneasy situation go away. Uh, we're with melt Let's talk about something much better. Since November the twenty fourth, Stuart Skinner has a nine thirty save percentage in all strengths, and that's number two in the National Hockey League. Have we? Can we finally? Is the long national nightmare of Oilers goaltending over? Is Stuart Skinner going to be here for the rest of the decade doing good things? I think so.
1: Yes. The question for Stuart Skinner to me has been answered. He is our guy, I believe. I really, really do. He's got all the tools you want from the start of goal, right? He's big. 6'4 is what he's listed at. He's calm. He's got the demeanor for the position. He doesn't seem to get too rattled and too flustered no matter what's going on in front of him. So you love to see that. The biggest question, I think, with Stuart Skinner, to me, is who's the other half of the tandem? Right now, it's obviously Calvin Pickard. they still got Jack Campbell down in Bakersfield, and by all reports, he's playing very, very well. Bruce Kerlock's been keeping an eye on that for us at OilersNation.com over the last couple of months, and by all accounts, he's playing well. But the biggest question to me is Stuart Skinner is who's the backup? Who can give him some nights off and play effective minutes for the Oilers in relief of Stuart Skinner? That's the biggest question that I have in terms of the goaltending right now. Calvin Pickard's doing a good job. He's definitely probably lessened the pressure on Ken Holland and the management staff to go out and find someone, but is that the long-term solution? Probably not. So I guess if we're talking about the next decade when it comes to Stuart Skinner, we got to find his, his 1A or his 1B or however we want to look at it, of who can give him a couple of nights off down uh, a couple of nights off when he needs it. Because I'm looking at the schedule down the stretch, very, very condensed for the others here. So we're going to see what happens with how often Coach Nobby plays him down the stretch, but I've got no questions about Stuart Skinner's ability, but rather how often he's going to play, especially over these next couple of years where, you know, everything is everything's looking really nice on that contract he signed. We're going to get some value in net for the next couple of seasons, but it'd be important to give him a couple of nights off here and there so that he can kind of rest and relax and make sure that what happened last year in the playoffs doesn't happen ever again.
0: So I'm going to give you uh, carte blanche. You get to decide – the player and position the Oilers acquire at the deadline. Ken Holland said, "I'm tired of this. Let's let bagged milk do it." Who who would you go out and get? About time.
1: It's about time I'm being asked this question. <laughs> it's about time Ken Holland gave me authority to make this make this decision. Listen, if the Oilers going to spend assets to go out and get somebody, which they're going to do, they're at the trade deadline coming up right now, or in less than a month, I should say. My guy is Travis Connecty. I think that this team would do a lot of good with having some extra offense up there. I think back to the playoffs last year and outside of Connor and Leon, the secondary scoring really wasn't where we needed it to be. And ultimately, I think that was a big part of the reason UO's lost to Vegas. The reason I like Konechny is, one, he's got some grit to him. He's not afraid to mix it up. If you go to hockeyfights.com, he had in the scrap a couple of days ago. You'd love to see that. He's got some touch. He's got 25 goals through 54 uh, through fifty four games with the Flyers this year. They're not very good, and he's putting up a pace like that. And he's got some term left. He's got another year on this deal. So I love the idea. If you're going to go out and spend assets, why not have a guy who could be around for a minute, a little bit longer? I know a lot of people love Gensel as an example. Probably a little bit more high-end skill than a Konechny would be, but he's expiring at the end of the year. And by all accounts, uh, according to Frank Sarabali he'd probably be more interested in playing in an American market once this is all said and done. So if I have carte blanche, if I can make that move, I think it's Travis Konechny. I think he would slide in really, really nicely beside Leon Drysaddle. We could get away from these conversations of, should Corey Perry be up there in the top six? Will Dylan Holloway be able to make something happen in the top six at a time when we really need some offense up there? Travis Konechny kind of scratches that itch all over the place. And if they can make it work, man, I'd love to see him in blue and orange.
0: So – Help me with this final question for you. At the Oilers Nation offices on the killing floor, where do you sit in relation to everybody else? And who is the person who has the shortest attention span and is constantly interrupting?
1: Well, thankfully, I've got an office here on the other side of Nation HQ, so I'm away from all the riffraff for the most part. So I can just come in, lock my door, and just kind of sit in silence, and it's nice. But to answer the question specifically, it's herding cats out there, Al. We've got a bunch of people, a bunch of creatives with a very short attention span, and I'm not going to single any one person out, Tyler your Remchuk, but there is a bunch of guys and a bunch of ladies out there who, you know what, they're goldfish. And that's why we love them, and that's why we employ them. But, uh, you know, Tyler's all over the place. My boy Watts, who runs our social media, is all over the place. Uh, Brett, who you probably see on some of our posts and pregame shows, he's all over the place. Um, Kennedy, our our lead graphic designer, she has got her her fingers in all kinds of different pies around the network. So who has the shortest tangent span? The answer is kind of everybody. But that's kind of how it works. It really is herding cats here at Nation HQ, and whether or not people are going to be able to wrangle them or not, that is a different question, but somehow we make it work.
0: So, uh, to use a phrase uh, and a, a comparison that nobody will remember but me, you're Lou Grant in the TV show Lou Grant. You have your own office, and people come to you with their problems.
1: That I mean, I don't know Lou Grant. That's a little bit before my time. I see the drama from the late seventies out, so I wasn't quite born yet. <laughs> but uh, based on the description, yes, I feel like that is me. I feel like that is me.
0: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Enjoy the game. Oh, by the way, do we have a prediction from the dog yet? Not yet. I put all the
1: spreadsheets and all the information above uh, in front of Frank before I left my house this morning, so he's currently studying. Watch out for Frank's picks. Going to be hitting social media probably around four or five o'clock.
0: All right. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks, Al. There you go. Bag note every Thursday. Somebody out there remembers Lou Grant. He was it was a third spinoff. From the Mary Tyler Moore show There was Rhoda Which became really popular Phyllis Which wasn't popular But I loved Cloris Leachman She was in the Last Picture show Which was an amazing movie That also had Sybil Shepherd in it Which we could talk about Another day And then Lou Grant Very good show Six or seven years Really good program But a about a newsroom A real newsroom A newspaper They had to put out And Lou was something A crusty bugger Yeah I think that's bag milk Don't you think He's kind of crusty or is it Zach would be the crusty one? I don't
2: know if any of them are crusty. I think the crustiest is probably Lansky, but we love that about him.
0: I'm in mean, I mean, it nation. Oh. There's got to be maybe, somebody crushed. Maybe Uramchuk. I think Uramchuk is the guy who likes to, the, the Michael Klein line about some people just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> you know, that's sort of I mean, him. Yeah. You know. That suits him. You're right. Is Kennedy maybe the crusty one?
2: I haven't met her too many times okay. so I couldn't really comment with any accuracy.
0: Do you know anything about this?
3: No. No. Okay. I've uh, I've never met any of the Oilers Nation people in person,
0: so well I know that we do have a no fly like when when you're here they're ordered to leave because mm-hmm. we the Oilers Nation headquarters doesn't want anybody to be sullied by your presence.
3: Yeah, I no. I I had a feeling that this was all a giant conspiracy behind the scenes, <laughs> but um I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with the uh the the, the answer of Tyler Remchuk. That's just my yeah my gut feeling here.
0: Yeah, I think it's always best to assume that he is the troublemaker in in the group. Uh by the way, this is from uh, Sportsnet. Really good, really good piece here. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins plays his 851st career game tonight, tying Mark Messier for the third most in Oilers history. Nuge, Drysaddle, McDavid are flying up the charts in some of these categories. You will live a long time and not see this kind of thing because the Orders have had an amazing run of brilliant talent. It's one We'll take a break. Your comments on the way about tonight's game and about the new originals' second line on the Orders. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Check them out at wolfgmcbuick.com. That's a great song, by the way. Really like Kim Mitchell. It's a good it's a good sentiment too, right? Got a couple of blank looks here.
2: I'm not a big Kim Mitchell guy. I mean, I like Patio Lanterns, but aside from that, I was never a big Kim Mitchell guy. So mm. I don't know. I'll take your word for it, though.
0: He was at the. I think the first howler I went to was Kim Mitchell. Mm, good show. What about Bruce Coburn? You like Bruce oh, Coburn? Yeah. Lovers in a Dangerous Time. Oh, Forget my God. Forget about it. Don't even get me started. Kick at the darkness till it bleeds daylight. I love <sighs> Tokyo. What a great song. Yeah. Yeah, he had some hits.
2: Bare Naked yeah. Ladies did it better, though, I'll say. When they covered oh, Lovers know. in a Dangerous Time, I like their version better.
0: Better is, uh, you know, I mean, I think. Uh, it's a big word.
2: I'm not here to rag on Bruce, though. Let's talk hockey.
0: Do you know that when he won or was nominated for Best New Artist of the Year, uh, Ann Wilson from Heart at the Juno Awards introduced his name and pronounced it incorrectly? How do you mess up Kim Mitchell? No, Bruce Coburn. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah of course. That makes more sense. Bruce, uh, you know, it was pfft. a major moment in Canadian broadcasting history. One day I'll tell you what Lauren Green accidentally said instead of Canadian Broadcasting Corporation one day well if you if you think about transposing two of the words, you can come up with it.
3: I'm thinking about it now, and um <laughs> okay,
0: yeah, well, it happens, and he is a great he was a fantastic broadcaster and actor, obviously. How would we make room for a five point five million dollar player? Would need a third party? Actually you don't. Because if the five point five million dollar player has his contract halved as in retained by the team that's trading him, it's two point seven five. And then you could trade Brett Kulak and get it done. And they're based on where they're going at the deadline, they're gonna have a is it a couple of mil or a minute and a half or one of the reasons why they're not making any moves right now is because they're trying to accrue. That's yeah. a great word, accrue, cap room, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Max Webster also good. Oh yeah, a million vacations. Let go the line. You bet. I can't believe we're talking Cancon from the '70s and haven't mentioned April Wine yet.
2: Mm. It's a tragedy.
0: Like, like sure. a lover, like a song. Lt. Lauren Green was an anchor at CBC. Oh yeah. From hacksaw. Oh, Lauren Green had a long career with the CBC. Oh yes, yes, Lauren Green, big voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I think Morley Safer also came out of the CBC. I know everybody wants to to get rid of the CBC. I do not, because you're never going to get shows like the Avro Arrow. If you you know, CBC is is a, a cultural, like foundation piece for canada we're a big country with not a lot of people we need to be able to house that to to develop talent to write movies and do radio and have cross-country checkup please don't do that i i would really i really think we're less as a nation if the cbc goes that's my feeling
2: Hide. can I uh, direct you to this one on the text line that just well, came
0: in from sure. Dunner, mean,
2: Dunner from North Van?
0: My CBC diatribe is done, so I see no reason not
2: to. Yeah, I've been thinking about this one. Wanted to get your take on it. Of course, Dunner from North Van says, "I think Holland and Jackson are holding out for a deal for a guy with term. If they can swing that, we might get someone completely off the radar. Way too long trying to maximize the cap benefit. They may be left high and dry at the altar. That's my worry. So my first question is, who is someone that could be completely off the radar that would come in with term like that? And do you see that as a foreseeable outcome?" This this trade deadline
0: i do and uh i will give credit to my friend bendelson who mentioned lawson Krause, who i talked about earlier he has 4.3 million uh times two or three more years and that would be a hurdle except if he could solve that problem then it's not a hurdle and he's a he's a good two-way player he's not a shy violet he can score goals that kind of thing i mean it's he's not like Like, I don't think Konechny is going to get traded, and I don't think Gensel is either. Really? No. Okay. I I think Pittsburgh will be close enough to the playoff. Do
2: you
0: think they're going to trade him?
2: They're they're at the bottom of the metro right now. The golden era of that Penguins team is ending. You can get a lot for him in return. I don't see why they wouldn't. I'm not saying it's a certainty, but I just think it's a lot more on the table than that.
0: Well they're they're where are they? They are fifty three points, so they're seven points out of the final spot and they have two games in hand. Say they win though, they'll be three points out. They're close. And they're plus ten goal differential.
2: Not that great on the road this season. I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like for, for home versus away, but I, I don't know. I just I think it's I think it's I think there's potential for sure.
0: Well Kyle Dubas is aggressive, but I don't know you know I don't know. What are your thoughts?
3: My thoughts are the Pittsburgh Penguins are this year's San Diego Padres Whoa. from from last year in the MLB. Well, that hurts. They are the team that everybody thinks is going to pick it up, and they just aren't doing anything. They're, I think I think Pittsburgh's going to stand pat here. I don't think they're going to trade Gensel like they have, just like San Diego did last year. Positive positive run differential in this situation's goal differential. Um, all signs point to them going up and, and making the playoffs but because they have all this star power but I don't think it's going to happen I think they're going to keep Gensel I really do but like you were saying with Lawson Krause um, three years left after after this year at 4.6 million uh, is his base salary for the next couple of seasons the cap hit is 4.3 no. so you, you can make uh, a in Kraus work if you eat uh, if Arizona eats 50% because the Oilers at the deadline are projected to have uh, just over 2.3 million in cap space mm-hmm. uh, because of the recruiting but um, other other players with term like like has been mentioned Konechny, Pavel Bushnevich um, there's there's other good players with term here. It you, just, think,
0: you think the Oilers would be wise to go get B- Bushnevich?
3: Uh, Bushnevich, if you're going for a guy with term, he would be my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, big body, he 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 scores, he does a lot of things well. Bushnevich, Konechny, you can't really go wrong there. I don't see Konechny being traded. Frank Cervalli has Bushnevich in his top 10 trade bait board for a reason. Um, and, and Konechny's not in the top 10. So I, I think Bushnevich is on there for a reason. They're, they must be taking calls on him. So... I would go Bushnevich. He would be my guy with some term left. He's got the rest of this season and next season. You really can't go wrong with a point-of-game player. It can only go up from there, right? If you're, if you're playing with Leon Dreisaitl, you're powerful Bushnevich. You've clearly got a lot of talent. You're a point-of-game player. It
0: can only be up from there, right? New Jersey has done well in the last 10 games. They have 11 points, and they passed Islanders, Caps, Pittsburgh. Um, I don't see Tivoli moving. Do you?
2: Yeah, it's starting to look a lot less and less likely for me. And I think New Jersey's a team that if they get in, if they sneak in as one of the wild card teams, there, like I wouldn't put it past them to be be a team that can make noise in the playoffs. Like I think they're a very offensively talented team. I like New Jersey, and now, yeah, like you said, they're looking less and less like sellers.
0: Yeah, day so by day. It's, you know, I mean, it's. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, I'll be glad when the deadline's over because the, I like to play the game of what's the GM going to do, but. There's, there's like there's. these are not easy answers. Like everybody's like, I oh, see Holland's got to do something with CC. Okay, let's find a better CC. It's not, it's not easy to do. And if Holloway comes in and plays brilliantly in the last, in the next two and a half weeks, then what do you do? Because I mean, I know they're going to get another number, number seven defenseman. Holland always trades for a defenseman when he's a contender. I know that will happen. Beyond that, I think there'll be a, a second line right winger. But what if all the ones they like are gone? You know, what if Gregor's right? What if it's Nick Dowd and that guy who we can't remember the be- name of? Beck
2: Malenstein? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that would be the worst all. Especially like that, you know, Gregor talked about it yesterday. Like the fourth line, they got to do more than just kill penalties when they're out there for two minutes a night or whatever it is. Like there needs to be some production in that fourth line. We haven't seen it. Yanmark's not doing it. Connor Brown's not doing it. I think Nick Down and Beck Malenstein would be an upgrade. Now I don't think it's the most pushing part of what this team needs, but I would take it over what we have right now.
0: Do you know how impossible Gregor would be if he called the trade like a month and a half out?
2: Um, no, I'd give him a lot of credit. I'd give him a lot of It'd credit. he us say, all hey, shave
0: our heads. I would do it for sure. I would do it. Yeah, I would yeah. do it. But, I'm uh, not doing it because what if it doesn't grow back? Oh, you, it'll grow back. you got a great head of lettuce us. No, I no. Think, I, when you get to be my age, man, you don't. something falls off, it's over.
3: I think if it was going to go, it would have gone already yeah, for you. The, 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 like... I'm looking over this at is, you.
0: People, and- people have said this to me. I, I always say, get behind me, Satan. I'm not cutting my hair off because it won't grow back. There'll be some weird little thing at the back, a little patch, and I'll have to comb it over and they'll go, aha. It's the one thing I got going for me. And I have a mild sense of humor. That's it, man. Okay. I can't give any of that up. Listen to
2: honestly to to, uh, to be someone with great hair and a good sense of humor like you're already 90% of the
0: way there. You don't you need keep, much else. You keep talking to me like I don't hear you. You know, there's just no way. I mean, I can't run up the side of a building. Well, you know, who can? I'm not 25. See, you guys have it. walking into a room, you've got it made because you're young. Uh you a company goes, "My god, this guy's got 35 years left. We can hammer this guy and underpay him for 35 years and make a lot of money." With me it's like jeez. Back up the Brinks trucks. Get him a chair. You know, it's just different. It's just different. You just fill your hat, you guys. Whatever area of your life is, you just own this now. You hammer until sunset and then you have a little bite to eat and you hammer until dawn. And he walks out, he has to go pee. This is a I was I was given a big speech there and he leaves.
3: Just left you high and dry. Wow. Uh, the, just the disrespect on this man. Oh, I is
0: can't believe it. Astounding. I was having a moment there. Um, Flyers, Keith Jones was just on uh, the Ray and Dregs podcast. Really doesn't sound like they're going to trade and connect me. I think we're now in a point where we're talking about guys that won't be traded more than we're talking about guys that might be. Tarasenko is far more likely to get traded than Konechny or Gensel or Toffoli. I think. I agree. Like, I, man, the Flyers are right there.
2: Like, yeah. they have no reason to give up a guy like Konechny. Like, we like to throw it around and talk about like, oh, you know, how great would this be for us? And we never look at the other side. Like, Philadelphia yeah. is right there. They have no reason to
0: do something. like and that. And they have a coach who is all about getting in. Like, yes. he'll 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 set people on fire to get in. So they're not they're not trading Konechny. Delta Valley, Jeff, I, that is very funny. Not true. I thought the combination of age and marriage caused stuff to fall off. One divorce and an upgrade on a new better half definitely grew it back, sir. Delta Valley, Jeff, I don't believe you said that in, and I really don't believe that I read it. Um, Boone Jenner has term. Well, people love Boone Jenner, love him, but.
2: I like Boone Jenner a lot, too. So love you put him, him a third
0: line center? Yeah, I would. And then move McLeod over? I would have McLeod on the wing, yeah. Okay, and then Dreisaitl second line, McDavid one line, and then I guess Holloway or Dar- Derek Ryan, doesn't matter, at fourth line?
2: Yeah, probably Derek Ryan is my fourth line center.
0: Mm-hmm. This whole idea of other teams retaining salary easier said than done, my understanding is teams can only actively retain on three players. That is correct. Those are valuable spots. Kulak going back the other way for Konechny. Even a first rounder is light in my mind, If Philly retaining half down in a North fan. I don't think Connecty's going anywhere. So it's like, you know what it's like right now? It's like, I, I will get between October and May, I will get 3,000. They have to trade nurse trades yes. ideas. And I always say, he has a no movement clause, he's not going anywhere. If you were Darnell Nurse, honestly, just be honest, if you're Darnell Nurse and you have a chance to win the Stanley Cup and you're one of the core pieces of the team, and it doesn't matter what your contract is because it's, it's a sunk cost now, are you going to move that no movement clause? Well, this team is a contender? No way. If you want to trade Darnell Nurse, be crappy for two years, then you're going to do it. It's not a reasonable conversation to have yeah no uh i don't know th- why you keep bringing it up donovan
3: <laughs> <laughs> no reason for for nurse to want to go anywhere a- at all and and uh with, with the travis Connectney thing the only way travis Connectney's going anywhere is if somebody blows their socks off with an, an absolutely astronomical offer which is possible yeah yep. but i mean his name's out there for a reason but Unless unless you're offering something that is mind-boggling for Travis Konechny, I, I I don't see him going anywhere either.
0: There is one interesting name. It was just sent to me, and I'm going to tease it now, and we're all going to talk about it after the break. Because it is a player Ken Holland does like going and getting big famous names This is a big famous name We'll talk about it next Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440 It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440 with the Beebs. We're brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick Visit wolfgmcbuick.com I only really like one Justin Bieber song And it's the one about uh, My mama don't like you And she likes everyone What's that one called? Love Yourself, I think Maybe, and it was written by that redheaded guy Ed Sheeran It is Love Yourself Yeah Yeah. By the way That's a really good song That line about My mama don't like you And she likes everyone That That's gold Jerry Because I think we all know A person like that Where moms Moms do Moms traditionally do But there's one guy Or one person And you gotta be Really out there Like you gotta be like Declan You know Mrs. Andrews What you did to that Poor woman I mean Honestly I mean, it's a good thing you didn't get the hanging judge. You know, I think grade one is a little drastic to give a like a long term prison term, but yeah, yeah, live with your choices. What was it? What was it? She said to you, "Owe it to your family," or do Do it for your do it for your parents. (laughs) That was her line. (laughs) Oh, doctor. Okay, Uh, I believe it was Dean who sent this in. Uh, No, it was Kurt. So as always, the brain is working overtime. Kurt said, Colton Pareko's coming here. And it's interesting because Pareko plays a ton against elites. He's not having a terrific year, but he is a terrific player. So, and I don't know how you, obviously, CeCe would have to be a part of it. The first Broberg, back it all up, you know, some carpentry work for Lee Foglin, whatever it would require. Do you like the idea of Pareko? I'll start with you, Declan. Do you like the idea or is it just a bridge too far with the cap?
2: I like it as an i. I think it's both things. I like it as an idea. I think he's a great player. I think it would be a great addition to this blue line. But like you said, I think it's a bridge too far. He is owed what is it, six point five for the next six years. Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot of it's a lot of yeah. It's a big cap hit. It's I. I think he'd be a great addition to the team. Don't get me wrong, but I do. Like you said, I think it's just a step too far.
0: I think if you you're already top heavy and you're not going to be offloading anybody. Uh, on this deal, and I, I, I think that that if the orders were going to do this, um, they would have to have already figured that during the summertime they would they would need to figure out a way to move one of the no move contracts. Yes, that are over five million. I don't think there's any way around it.
2: Who would that most likely scenario for you in that?
0: Well, the the guy they could trade, but they won't, is Matthias Ekholm. Yep. The guy that they, like, they're not trading Nuge. He's no. like a staple. So it would probably be Evander Kane. It
2: has to be. I mean, when you look at the guys making over five with the no movement, it yep. would have to be, I think. And, and his, the,
0: his, I think it goes um, March 1st, 2025, you could trade him. Yep. That's when the no movement relaxes a little bit. It's not that far away. It's a year away. No. I don't know, man. At that point, who knows? Who knows where we'll be in over a year. Well, I'll be, you know, driving a vehicle down the road that needs to be washed. Yeah. You know, you'll be uh, fretting over some Whatever college is. football player who hasn't transferred yet. I absolutely will be. You know me very well. I appreciate that. I, huh.
2: man, the more I look, like, I do love the idea of Pareco. No. But I just, I, I just don't see that one.
0: Well, I'm with you. I, I feel exactly the same way. What do you feel about that, young Donovan? Pareco would be a really nice ad,
3: but P- Pareco's. Yeah, like like you said, you you would need to trade someone on a big deal. Um, P- Pareko brings a lot to your group, and he and he's from from here. He's a local mm-hmm. kid, yep. local guy. So I would like Pareko. I just don't really see a a chance to to acquire him. Uh, like six years six years left at at uh, a pretty pretty big cap hit of six point five.
0: And you're buying older years, right? And defensemen often break down.
3: Yeah, and especially with Pareko, he's a big guy. Those guys usually kind of break down. I'm thinking Ryan McDonough here. He's kind of broken down a little bit as times going on. He's still still a good defenseman, but he started to slow down. And I feel like Pareco might be the same type of breakdown. <sighs> Is that fair? Yeah, I think yeah. I
2: think. Listen, at some point you're going to have to pay Evan Bouchard too,
0: right? You bet you are. You're right? going to have to pay Evan Bouchard, than Bouchard
2: than later, and man. Colton Colton Perico is going to be what at that at that point he's going to be 32 years old, getting owed six and a half. You're going to have to pay Evan Bouchard. I assume CC is going to be off the board. He's going to be off the cap. You talked about one of the guys, Kane Eckholm. Yeah. I don't know if it'd be Ek, but one of those guys. Like he, you're going to have a lot of money tied up in that decor, and you're still going to have to pay a guy in Evan Bouchard, who no. you know has been talked well, about. in –
0: Morris conversations. I I think Bouchard, you know, when, I I can't remember the year, 2027, when the no movement clause on on nurse starts to to lift a little bit, the Bouchard contract may force an issue there. I don't know that it will. but And and who knows? They might not be a contender by then. We don't know what's going to happen with Dreisaitl and McDavid's contract. If you had to guess today, gentlemen, like you're, you know, you're, you're being forced to. Like somebody has, they, they're holding your hand up to a candle and it's burning. And the only way you can get that, I'm, I'm sorry to do this, but that's how serious it is. And they need you to say, Leon's coming back and McDavid's coming back. And what's the AAV going to be on each?
3: For both of them? What's Hello. the
0: AAV going to be? Um... I've heard 14 for
3: Leon.
2: I was thinking 13 and a half for Leon at at four years.
3: I
0: I think it will be a shorter contract. Yep. Yeah,
3: I think it depends on if they win or if they lose, if they don't win. Because if they win, I feel like it could be higher. If they don't win, I feel like they might wind up taking a little bit less than they could
0: get, which... You know that I did the candle thing with the handover. And, you know, the longer you're talking, the more pain you're in.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm... If they don't win, I think they take less to try and win. I feel like that's, that's a pretty common thing around sports.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I saw. Uh, I think it was Jamie McLennan on TV the other day, and he was talking about if if the Oilers win, then he thought it might mean McDavid and Dreisaitl. All bets are off; they might leave. But if they don't, they will stay. And I don't. I kind of feel the opposite. I think if they win, it it, it may encourage them to to sign another deal maybe not stay here forever but try to win more than one because once you have the formula you don't have to go searching for it
3: yeah i I think they stay regardless because where else are you gonna get to play with the same type of players as you get here um if you're if you're leon dry he comes up first obviously so if you're leon dry what what kind of a team has the number one the cap space and number two the other the talent to
2: Entice him you, to
3: entice you yeah. to give you a shot at winning a Stanley Cup. I don't think that's out there. So re- realistically, I, I think they're going to stay. Leon, give me about give me thirteen million.
0: A thirteen, year. and then McDavid. I mean, he would be at like fifteen now if he hadn't said he given some back. So. I mean, uh, the thing about McDavid is what? What's the max? And then you're pretty much yeah. You just give him that. Yeah, and yeah, then he decides if he wants. That
2: see, much. What the, is there? Yeah, we'll see what the salary cap is like in 26, 27. There, if I'm Connor, I would expect a 15 million AAV. Leon, like I said, 13.5 on a shorter deal, four years, something like that. The one thing about Leon is you talked about the talent being able to entice him to go play with another club. I completely agree with that. But the thing is like, this guy is a guy who has long been thought of as one of the top three, four, five players in the world. And he's the 43rd highest player. He's a hard trophy winner. He's, Wildly underpaid by today's standards, he yep. is going to go where he can get paid. And like you said, like teams are going to find a way to pay this guy. He's that good, right? He's one of the guys you find a way to pay him. You make it work. I think he will stay in Edmonton on a short-term deal. See what Connor does when he resigns, and then we'll go from there. But like, I, yeah, layman's terms: thirteen and a half for for Leon, fifteen for Connor.
0: Okay, and i I think oiler fans will be thrilled with that. Like, you know, and I, I don't think it'll be eight years. I don't.
3: I think that would be smart for them, uh, kind of doing the Austin Matthews thing, right, mm-hmm. where they, they take a short four- or five-year deal, and then they cash in on yep. the last deal. I think that would be smart for both players. And then they can kind of decide. I would say they both stay on those kind of short four- or five-middle-year deals. Then, then at the end of it, they can truly decide where the team's going and if they want to leave. I would say that would be their most likely time to leave.
0: McDavid, the way he skates, he could play till he's fifty, and I'm not even lying. Yeah. He, he could play right until he becomes the owner.
2: He could finish his career at like 47 with a you know 14 goal, 70 assist season. Yes, that, yeah. that's that's the kind of player
0: he is. No. And will be still be saying shoot. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yep. No.
2: The one thing is though, like you got the, you got this much talent in these two guys. You, you do you got to win it together at some point. I really stand by that. Like, you got to get it together and you got to win it. I know the team needs to be there around them. I know well, things need to fall into place.
0: They're closer but, than they've ever been, though.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. but I'm, you better happen, though. You got to win. Well, or That's what? <laughs> or, I think it would be the biggest underutilization of talent in sports history if they don't win with these two on the team. And aside from that, I like there will be. You, an,
0: you do know that Philadelphia 76ers exist.
2: As good as Joel Embiid is, Tyrese Maxey is no Leon Drysaddle, and Joel Embiid is no Connor McDavid. But if you if Connor and Leon don't win together, okay, let me ask you this: If Connor and Leon don't win together here in Edmonton, do you think they would win at all at any point in their career? Oh, if uh, they'll both
0: they'll both win.
2: I think they will. Like yeah. I'm completely so on. Board. They're going, they'll win, but it would if be, they
0: decide to go to Manhattan together, yeah. they would win or Toronto. I don't think it'll be Toronto, but. I think you
2: know. they will, but there would be an incredible black X that cannot be ignored if they don't win. Well, and the, if they don't win together,
0: frankly, the, you know, the, the, if they don't win in Edmonton, I think it would, I think the oiler organization would be under a, like, it would be very hard to get your credibility back. Yes. You know,
2: it would be objectively a complete failure.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, the only thing that could save them if they lose those two players and then somehow win a Stanley Cup afterwards. 1990 was like that. Yeah. When Gretzky left. And they, I know they still had Messi, but they, so many guys were gone from that team. Coffee was gone. Moog was gone. There were a lot of players gone from that wonderful team that really was something else. Adam Henrique and Nick Dowd. Okay.
2: I or, wouldn't mind Adam Henry because the three C.
0: No, I like him. Yeah, I do. Wouldn't mind it. Twenty-eight million for two players ensures no cup. KCF. I, I don't. The, the 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 cap is going up, right? We know that. Yeah. So,
2: but you do start a. You do have to start crunching some numbers. Nurses deal. What Bouchard is going to get?
0: Well, here is the other thing you got to do, and I I hate saying this because people are going to be mad at me. You've got to you've got to find an off ramp for some of these guys that are already signed for five million. Yep. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just being honest. They're signed for a while. I
2: mean this with no disrespect because I think he's an Edmonton staple and an Edmonton legend in his own right. But Nuge getting 5.12 in 2029, I don't know if that's conducive to a winning hockey team
0: no, at that they're point. They're going to have to have him retire or something. I mean, I'm just saying – or play in Vancouver. Vancouver will be bad again. Maybe he'll play there out in Burnaby. <laughs> but <laughs> – you know, I, I, and I love Nuge. And he's
2: I'm, on a team friendly deal right yeah. now, which is why I hate saying that. Like, yeah, I feel no, bad saying that, but feel, you got to look
0: forward. I feel like I've done bad. I feel, <laughs> I feel guilty. Nuge is like. You if know, I see him, I'm giving him a hug. Well, I tell him, know, him I. tell him I love him, you know? This is why Nuge likes horses better than people, though, because, mm. you know, yep. people say like stuff like we just said. You know, I blame Donovan.
2: <sighs> Donovan didn't put the words in my
0: mouth. Well, that's true. I blame you then.
2: Yeah. <laughs> as long as it's not you. Yeah, it's there someone. you go. Yeah.
0: All right, tomorrow Lansky will not join us tomorrow, uh but Tyler Chuck will and we hope that you do. Jason Gregor on the way. Low down with low tide. Thanks for tuning in. It's time for an update. Gregor next.